The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As cat and dog obesity cases rise, owners have been urged to become more aware of pet nutrition and look into weight management plans. However, it's hard to know what to feed your pet. There's so much variety out there and so much information printed on the packet or the can. Now, to talk about the do's and don'ts of healthy eating for your cat or dog, I'm joined now by veterinary nurse Sarah O'Malley, who is a veterinary nurse with My Pet in Furhouse, and she actually runs a Pet Weight Management Clinic at My Pet. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Now, tell me this. Um, typically, when people bring their pets in for any kind of procedure or examination or uh, whatever, do you weigh them all? And if so, how many are typically overweight? Yeah, every get, every pet gets weighed when they come into the clinic, if they're coming in for consultation um, or just for general um, coming in and out. Um, and then we'll kind of identify with owners if if they're under um, or overweight. Um, so percentage-wise, like we're seeing probably nearly 50% of pets that are coming in would be carrying some amount of extra weight anyway. Yeah. Now, um, some amount of extra weight, you know, that that's a very broad church. So yeah. they could be slightly overweight uh, because they've been ailing for the last uh, couple of weeks with whatever bug or if they have exactly, a break yeah. or anything like that. On mm-hmm. the other hand, uh, they could be grossly overweight because they're not being walked. Yeah, or it, it, it's it's more down to kind of overfeeding, unfortunately, than than being not being walked. Um, the kind of figures they say is about kind of eighty percent diet, twenty percent exercise. So it's more about what you're feeding them than how much they're being walked. Mm. Now you can often see uh, on packages for pet food, for dog food particularly, you know, um, small dog, you feed them this much, and they might give you a cup to measure uh, mm. whatever you're feeding them. Uh, medium-sized dogs, uh, you give them maybe two cups and large dogs you give them three or four cups it seems almost kind of random do you know yeah yeah so kind of each diet will be specific on their kind of calorie controlled um amount so you need to really weigh it out on a digital scales is the recommended um guideline because using the measuring cups isn't accurate unfortunately even though you may look like your level on say 100 grams um, the way the kibbles kind of sit they can kind of sit a little bit funny um, so they, they won't actually be um, even and you can easily overfeed by just judging by the eye because it might not actually look level they did a study between two veterinary nurses before asked them both to weigh out 80 grams one weighed out 87 one weighed out 93 and they both looked exactly the same amount yeah. so unfortunately using the cups isn't accurate um, th- th- that that question of how long it takes a, uh, a pet to become overweight then if you're overfeeding mm-hmm. is, I mean, I presume it's not an overnight thing. It might take months and months. And no. of course, like with yeah. humans, uh, you know, it takes far longer, it would appear, to get rid of it than it took to that's put it, it there. That's it, exactly. Yeah, that's it, exactly. It's unfortunately the same for pets. Yeah. Now, so, um, yeah. Uh, talk to me about uh, the difference between cats and dogs, because you can control by and large your dog's food because they don't get food anywhere else except in your mm-hmm. home. Um, whereas cats, cats uh, can dine in many places. Yes, unfortunately, that is the biggest. That's the biggest problem with cats that are in for my weight clinics 
is if they're visiting lots of neighbours' houses. Um, so a lot of the time when I have put a, a cat on onto a diet, I'll advise the owners to go and, and talk to their neighbours and, and just say, please don't feed Fluffy. Um, he's on a special diet now and we're, we're trying to get the weight off him um, because people are so well-meaning. You know, they, they see a cat and they're like, oh, he must be starving. And, you know, they're just trying it on. Cats are divils like that. Um, you know, so um, I often will tell clients to get a little tag on their collar that says, please do not feed me. I'm, I'm on a special diet and that can help stop other people from feeding them. Unfortunately, you can't really stop people, but um, as much as you can, encourage them not to. Yeah. Now, uh, cats, therefore, will dine wherever they uh, can find mm-hmm. food, uh, whether it's given to them by a, a well-meaning neighbour or not. But do they still hunt? I mean, I've always thought that if cats were well-fed, they wouldn't bother chasing the mouse. Gen- generally, um, some cats' um, hunting instinct is stronger than others. So some cats will hunt no matter how how well they're fed. Um, it's still that that catching instinct that they they do. Sometimes they won't eat them though. Um, so it just depends. But generally, as a rule, the the better fed the cat, the less likely they are to go hunting. Um, but some cats, unfortunately, will still hunt no matter how well fed they yeah. are. And they'll often bring the the mouse home uh, yes. as a trophy yeah. to show you. Uh, look how clever exactly. I am. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They, they do it because they actually think that we're incapable of feeding ourselves. They're actually bringing food for us. Um, that, that's, what they, that's what they do with the, when they bring their kills home. Because yeah, they never see you uh, perched on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> looking for birds. Yeah. So they figure you don't know how to feed yourself. Um, exactly. In, in terms of a dog then, the dog, uh, unless they're let roam free, which they should not be, and mm-hmm. they are at our mercy, really, aren't they? They will. They depend on us. Yeah. us. They can't open the fridge. Well, most of them can't. So they no, can't get no. their own food. They just depend totally yeah. on us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think it's it's we, because there's so much advertising and everything for pet treats and and things like that. You know, people want to spoil their their pets. You know, um, they they've really become part of the family. You know everyone loves their their pets they love their dogs they want to to um spoil them but unfortunately they spoil them too much um and it is hard i guess when you know dogs are looking up at you with their big brown eyes looking looking out at you when you're eating and and people feel the need that they need to share what they're eating with their pets now some dogs will just eat as they feel like it so you could leave their kibble out and they would just mooch over to the kibble maybe take a mouthful or two then go off play whatever with the toy and then they might finish it up later in the day other dogs will immediately eat everything that's in front of them why Mm -hmm. why are they so different it depends it depends like uh, breed standards can kind of like be involved in that like so like so if your your labradors or your pugs um your your beagles they are all food crazed dogs that they are basically in a, a bottomless pit that they would eat and eat all day if you let them and um, that they never really fill and it's not that they are hungry it's just that they are food obsessed that they would just eat all the day yeah. like if a bag of food was left open in front of a labrador you could be best that yeah. the labrador would eat the entire bag yeah. the christmas ham gone Yes, gone. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, some of the comments and questions coming in, our dogs just don't like dog food. They'll eat anything else but turn up their noses at the food that's been designed for them. Yeah, so I suppose there is a, a real um, need for owners to kind of keep changing foods and um, to try and get 
fluffy to eat the, the one that they like um, but dogs um, and cats don't really taste very much they um, kind of work off smell and texture more than anything um, and um, they only kind of have a thousand taste buds whereas we have over 10,000 so they don't taste very much they kind of taste salt and sugar mm. um, so kind of the so that's what they're the after they're after yeah, our exactly. saltiness and uh, yeah. sweetness that's what they uh, uh, crave because their exactly. own food is just bland. Um, I mean, I've never tasted kibble myself, but I <laughs> don't think it's that desirable. And this is a question. My lab has always been lean, but since I got a kitten, he's put on a lot of weight. I think he's robbing her food. Yeah. And the question <laughs> is, is cat food bad for dogs? It's not bad for them, but um, they um, would obviously kitten food is full of protein because of growth for the kitten, so it's really high in calories. Um, for for that Labrador to be eating it is obviously a lot on top of his own food. So what I would recommend to that 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 owner is to actually feed the kitten from a height so that the dog can't get up um, onto it. So usually I would recommend that for cats anyway because cats are prey um, animals. They like to be able to eat, but still watch what's yeah. going on around them. They, they need that instinct to, to kind of watch what's going on around. This one, my 14-year-old terrier was always trimmed. Last year he was very ill and was put on steroids as a last-ditch measure. They worked and he's now maintained on 5 milligrams per day. I'm not feeding him any more, but he's gained weight and he's always hungry. Any suggestions? Yeah, unfortunately with steroids, um, it's the same with us humans that they do stimulate the appetite and they do give that kind of hunger feeling all the time, unfortunately. Um, So there's not um, a mass amount you can do with that with maintaining a diet. Um, Sometimes you can um, try different um, diets that are lower in calorie but have higher fibre and kind of gives a feeling of fullness for longer so that might be more beneficial for a pet that is on steroids so it gives them that kind of feeling of fullness for longer Alright and a final one is there such a thing as an appetite suppressant for a cat that cries for (laughs) food all the time (laughs) Unfortunately not. Um, a lot of the time it casts that they're actually not crying for food, they're actually crying for att- attention. Um, so that they want, you know, affection from their owners, they want rubs or brushes, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's not actually um, hunger. That might do the trick. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. Sarah O'Malley, who's a veterinary nurse who runs a, a, pay, a pet weight management clinic at uh, MyVet. A final comment from today's show. Laura says, my sister lives in Birkenhead. She says there are pictures and photos of uh, Paula Grady or Lily Savage everywhere in the windows of libraries, shops, etc. There's a feeling of love and loss for one of their own. R.I.P. Paul O'Grady. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.